We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It is week 16 of the NFL season. We're talking DFS here on the RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast. And I have a special, well-renowned, handsome guest with me this week. Check it out. We're coming up next. Happy Thursday morning, everybody. Coming at you a day earlier with the, uh, the wacky NFL schedule here this week with the Saturday slate. I'm Scott Jensen. Joined as always, nope, not today, but joined by special uh, Jeff Erickson by filling in uh, my normal pot baseball podcast host, filling in for Ryan Belongi. We appreciate that. Uh, Jeff, how are you? It's uh, it's good to see you. I don't think we've ever done a football podcast, which is very strange to say because we've done about 9 million baseball podcasts, but I think this might be our f- first football one. Let's have, I'm forgetting right. I'm super excited. Uh, you know, I like how you had three lies in one there. Special, you know, special, <laughs> handsome, well-renowned. No, not, no, <laughs> X, no, but yeah. Three, uh, three, three lies and no truce. Yeah, but uh, it's all right. Uh, super excited to do this. Uh, hey, it, it's going to make me a better player this week. And I like that. And uh, we'll, 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 it reminds us that we have to talk baseball and golf soon. Uh, yeah, we do. Uh, there's a, bit, a little bit going on in baseball, uh, so I, I look forward. Maybe we should do a, uh, a sometime January podcast, catching up on the news, but that would, that would be fun too. So, yeah. Uh, but we are here to talk uh, talk DFS Week 16. We'll be talking the Saturday slate. I know that sounds weird, but uh, with the Christmas uh, with Christmas coming on Sunday, there's only a, like a few standalone games on. Although I guess not standalone anymore when there's three of them. But there's uh, there's some there's only three games on Sunday. There are ten games on Saturday, so that's kind of the main slate this week. I know we have a game tonight too, but uh, uh, Jeff, I know you love this. Only two late games. We have a weird slate: ten games, Ugh. eight early, two late. Although uh, I guess it's. Uh, Cowboys Eagles is one of the late games, so they're really trying to, to focus on that one. Although my 49ers play late also, so I will be not watching the Cowboys Eagles as my main game. But we got 10 games this week, eight early, two late. Let me let you know what's what's off the slate before we jump into this uh very interesting one. Uh, we got some primetime games. We won't be talking about Jacksonville and the Jets, the Raiders and the Steelers, Chargers and Colts. Those are some ugly, ugly uh primetime games, by the way. And then yeah. Sunday, Sunday's even uglier. Uh Packers Dolphins is kind of okay. And Broncos-Rams is uh, probably the game that uh, looked the best three months ago that looks the worst now. And Tampa and Arizona doesn't look great either. So we won't be it won't be jumping on those games. Uh, there's a, there's a, probably, there's a Sunday slate for those games. And obviously, we got Monday night with the Chargers-Colts. But Is Jeff, uh, Raiders-Steelers part of our slate? 
Uh, Raider Slayers is not part of our this slate. Is a Saturday that's, night. That's Saturday yeah. night. Yes, we have yeah. we have ten games. That would be the eleventh. So they have that. They have that as a kind of a standalone showdown on on DraftKings and whatever. Gotcha. Fandle, whatever Fanduel calls their their standalone contest. But uh, Jeff, the biggest thing this week we got to jump into before we even kind of talk about the games. This is a an insanely uh, weather uh, weather built slate. It's uh, there's a lot of weather games tonight's going to be crazy. Apparently, uh, Jacksonville and, and the Jets a lot of wind, but. We've got uh, we've got a lot of low totals because of the fact there is a lot of weather kind of across the the Midwest and East Coast uh, this weekend. Of particular note, uh, New Orleans and Cleveland, uh, the uh, the lowest uh, lowest total in the NFL since Week Eight of two thousand seven. And uh, that game's at thirty one and a half or thirty two right now. It's supposed to be really bad weather wise. Um, Kevin Roth at the uh, Roto Grinders does a lot of the weather stuff. Uh, has that as a red on his uh, on his like list of uh, you know how he marks the games. He goes green, yellow, orange, red. So that's a red, right? Um, Buffalo, Chicago's an orange on his list. Uh, you know, it just uh, looks like a lot of wind, uh, some gusts up at 35 miles an hour. But uh, so that game could be ugly too. Uh, and then we got a lot of games that are really cold, like Houston, Tennessee, Seattle, Kansas City. That your Bengals against the Patriots. There's a lot of games that are supposed to be really cold. Although I don't think that uh, you know, can't overreact too much to that. As long as it's as long as it's clear and cold, you can just deal with that. But Buffalo, Chicago, and uh, and New Orleans, Cleveland look really gross this weekend. Yeah, uh, New Orleans, Cleveland looks like a service academy game. I mean, it, it, it's it's it's, it's going to be really bad. And uh, you know, I, I it, it, these are bad offenses to begin with, too. Yeah. That's the the tough part, too. I mean, it makes it even harder. So uh, you know, we're we're looking at a pretty nasty game as far as that goes. We don't know if Nick Chubb's going to be able to go. Yeah. He was seen in practice today after missing the last two practices. We'll see about that. Uh, more on that later. But yeah, uh, it really does. You know, make. Makes us kind of like okay, where where's our warmth? Oh, yep. Philly, Dallas. But guess what? Jalen Hurts isn't playing. So yep. thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's tough to find uh, to find the right games here. Obviously, you know we're doing this Thursday morning. Uh, you know, check weather Saturday morning. As we saw in Buffalo, Miami last weekend, like it was going to be you know snowmageddon there, and all of a sudden it was cold. But it was really clear the first three quarters of that game. Josh Allen had his biggest game fantasy wise of the whole season so like yeah we, we talk about this and it looks like things are going to happen make sure you check it saturday morning this is like a, this is gonna be a big uh, a big saturday morning to check weather a lot of these games we're talking about being cold like if you get a little bit of wind or rain like suddenly those become really tough games too so that's a it's a uh, you know you're always checking injury saturday morning but this is a this is a check the weather also you don't want to overreact but um, you know, for me, it's always wind that really freaks me out because that affects actually affects the passing game. Um, you know, I don't worry about cold, but I have a lot of precipitation, some wind. Uh, we, you know, you start to get away from those. But um, let's jump into this, some what we look at with the Vegas totals. Uh, we got ten games. Uh, wildly, six of them have uh, totals under forty-two. Four of them have totals in the thirties. That's definitely a, that's definitely a new record for this year. You usually get one or two of those. We got four there, but let's start with the higher total games. We have nothing over fifty this week with the with the Vegas totals. We do have three games that are over forty six. Probably the games that people are going to be stacking, taking a look at. We've got Seahawks Chiefs at forty eight and a half. Supposed to be cold, but the weather's supposed to be okay there. Um, Giants Vikings is beautifully indoors in Minnesota, so that's a, that's a that's a forty eight total. And then Eagles Cowboys, you mentioned earlier, you know, a fun game. Obviously, no Jalen Hurts, but that's forty six and indoors too. I think that uh, uh, people are going to be flocking towards the indoor games and probably see Seah- Seahawks Chiefs because that looks like a really fun back and forth of these three games. It's one of those like you're looking at you're like that's the game I want to attack. That's the game I want to stack. Do you have a, do you have like a, a a real favorite among these three? Um, I, I'm tempted to go Giants Vikings. Yeah, that's me too. Uh, I think, I mean, I think the Giants defense is not bad, uh, but Minnesota's defense we know is just horrific. Yeah. You know, it, it's so wild to see an eleven and three team be so bad defensively. It's, you know, we, we we belabored the point time and again that 
you know, the record doesn't match what we, we see on the field, what we saw with the Colts last week. I know, granted, the Colts had a defensive touchdown and a special teams touchdown that made life a lot easier for them. Nonetheless, they still put up 33 points. You know, it's a lot of that, you know, 18 other points. Or it's, excuse me, uh, math is hard, 19 other points. <laughs> Um, but you know, part of the problem for them was that they didn't score touchdowns. They settled for all these field goals. And if they get one more touchdown, they win that game. Um, and it was so bad that they had to bench their starting quarterback. Uh, but looking at what we've got again, again, yeah, Yeah. exactly. This time for Nick Foles, at least. So it's a, you know, they can do something, uh, but no, you want to attack the Vikings. And I know it's a a leap of faith to go with Daniel Jones, but I mean, I like the, you know, you know, Barkley's going to be like majorly rostered. Yep. Um, I, I, but I think Jones and Slayton merit uh, our attention too. Yeah, I definitely like that. As we, when we talk about stacks, that's definitely one that I think people are going to play just because Daniel Jones is priced so, so low on DraftKings. Um, I think Seahawks Chiefs can be popular. Geno Smith is really cheap this weekend. He's 5,800. I think a lot of people are just mm-hmm. be like, well, that's the highest total game. Give me the cheap quarterback. Easy to play DK just because Tyler Lockett's out. You know, he's going to get fed. You can play Marquise Goodwin as a cheap guy. And then you, know, you can come back with any assortment of Chiefs. If you want to go cheap with Goodwin, you can come back with Kelsey. There's a lot of different ways to go. A lot of people are going to play Jarek McKinnon off the he's, the, he's the he's the RB1 if you take the last two weeks combined, which is crazy right. to say out loud. As, as a 49ers fan who uh, had Jarek McKinnon and never put up anything near an RB1 game, game um i actually kind of like eagles cowboys i think Gardner Minshew will be serviceable and this cowboys defense is not quite the same that it was as the start of the year i mean they they got shredded by trevor lawrence in the second half last week like everybody's like everybody's talking about how you know dak throws the throws the pick six in the game but i think lawrence had like something like 250 yards and three touchdowns in the second half alone i mean people forget jacksonville had seven points at halftime in that game and then all of a sudden you know, he ended up with uh, 316 and four, whatever it was. I think that uh, I think Eagles Cowboys, the Cowboys are going to be, I think, be able to obviously be able to score. They've got all their guys healthy. Um, the Eagles still have a lot of weapons, even with Gardner Minshew. I think that game, if I was going to take kind of a sneakier game, I think that game goes over the total of 46. Yeah. Uh, my my concern in that game is okay, the Eagles are 13 and one. They're not playing their starting quarterback. What if they decide, okay, AJ Brown, he's been banged up a lot. Come, come watch the game from the sidelines here. We'll do the same. You know, maybe we'll do the same with Devonta Smith. They got Dallas Goddard coming back this week. Is he going to be full go? I mean, they, you can see them just dipping their toes in the pool in this game. We're going to go very vanilla. We're not going to show you anything because we're going to probably see you in the playoffs again. You know, I, I can see that all happening. The, the, the counter argument is it's the Cowboys. They don't want the Cowboys. That's the thing, right? Like if it was any other team, like we're going to play you again, but I, I can't imagine they see the stars over there. They travel down there. They do that. But it's probably, and you look at you look at the way the playoffs match up. Like that is a very very likely second round game, um, you know, because the yeah. Dallas will be the five seed. They're probably going to beat Tampa or whoever the heck comes out of the South. Dallas will be the one seed unless uh, Minnesota or 49ers get upset and then kind of topples that whole thing. And then you know because they, they reseed by uh, by seed that that could be a very likely second round game. That'd be a fun game. But I just I don't know. We're talking a talking a prime time Sunday night game on Christmas. I have a hard time seeing AJ Brown being cool with that. Yeah. By the way. Minnesota getting be in the first round. I think there's going to be a lot of people betting on that uh, too. It's funny because I obviously a Niners fan. They're going to be probably going to be a three seed. You know, the, the Vikings come back, uh, you know, made that made this getting the second seed a little tougher, but um, I guess that Minnesota won't play anybody really good. They'll probably play the giants or the commanders. Or so the it could Seahawks be a rematch from this week too, for that one. Yeah, it could be. The Niners could play the commanders. Um, what, what's the what's the spread? Say say the Niners and Vikings win, and the Niners travel to Minnesota. Are the Niners favored by like three and a half on the road in that game? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, I think that's about the I think that's about the line based on what we've seen. That people don't 
people don't believe him. I mean, Minnesota was just you know an underdog at Detroit a couple weeks ago. I think the Niners. I think the Niners are definitely favored on the road in that game. So you know, currently the 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 Giants are the six, the Commanders are the seven. The Giants. I mean, they're like they're they could clinch this week the playoffs, know, which is just yeah. blows my mind. Can't, this is a team that just got destroyed two weeks ago by the Eagles. Just destroyed. Yeah. Uh, Packers still have a chance. The Lions and Seahawks still have a chance. I mean, the Seahawks are kind of sinking. The Lions are yeah. ascendant. Um, it's just so weird to see the Lions playing so well. Lion, if they the Lions go to Minnesota in the first round of the playoffs, that line might be less than two and a half. It might be pretty I, close to a pick them. I, I was gonna say I think pretty close to a pick them too, based on the fact they just beat them. And it's just weird. The bottom half of the NFC is teams that we thought were gonna be good. You got you know you got Tampa Bay, you got the Rams, you got the Cardinals. There's like a lot of teams in there that were like we're gonna be contenders and have just fallen apart. You know, based on. Poor play and now a bunch of injuries, but uh, mm-hmm. I think Arizona and the Rams are probably the two most disappointing teams. I mean, four and ten for both those teams is not something anybody saw coming. No, no, and the Rams. I mean, it's the offensive line start the start of it, and then this the injuries piled upon injuries. I get that there. Plus, you know, they, 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 it's their strategy you know, coming home to roost. They got their Super Bowl. Yep. They they tra- what's a draft pick? They traded almost all of them away, and then they blew others. I like how you, I like how you cleaned up the draft pick comment there for the for the podcast. That was good. Yeah, uh, exactly. Um, I, I think Cliff's, Cliff Kingsbury should be fired by the Cardinals, but he might get bailed out because, hey, we lost Kyler. But they were already terrible before they lost Kyler. So, yeah. I don't know. I, as you as you know, Kyler does nothing for me. So, I think that uh, – I don't think he'll ever win with him there. Yeah, well, a lot of people have turned on that one there. Yeah. I mean, act, 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 ask uh, Pat, his, his ex-teammate uh, <laughs> yeah. there with the, on his podcast. But uh, yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that's right. Patrick Peterson really aired him out. Yeah. So we got those. We got those top three games. But I think they're all going to be popular. You know, they, they either there's a couple indoors. There's a there's one the Seahawks Chiefs that people are going to like. Um, there's a middle game here. We've got the Lions and Panthers is 44, and everything else is under 42. Uh, real quick in those games, we have your Bengals against the Patriots, 41 and a half. Uh, you know, it's <laughs> outside. Uh, the, obviously, New England offense is 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 rough. Uh, Bills Bears is 40. You know, obviously that's a that's a game where the Bears are you're bringing that total down. The, the Bills defense is good. Commanders 49ers 39 and a half. Then we get really low. Falcons, Ravens, 37 and a half. Texans, Titans, 37. We mentioned Saints, Browns, actually 32, which is like you mentioned a service caddy game. That really is the Army-Navy over, over-under right there. Um, what uh, what do you like in the bottom here? Is this going to be like, uh, I'll, you know, I'll take some pieces one off of here. Are there any of these games you're like, I kind of want to get a sneaky stack in here that, uh, you know, these bottom whatever, six or seven games? I mean, I, I, I'm intrigued with Bill's Bears. I mean, the weather is extreme, and that, yeah. I think that's why it's so low. Because the Bears can't stop anybody. Yeah. Uh, and Fields isn't dangerous enough to do some damage. So I could see it, except if the weather is like, you know, as we've seen at times, it, it, that apocalyptic, you know, that, that shuts down everything. But it's, it's not like the Bills haven't played in bad weather before. It's not like the Bears haven't played in bad weather before. I think the same thing applies to Cincy and uh, at New England. I know New England's got a good defense. I know Cincy is on the road again. Um I think they could find a way to move the ball in this game. Yeah, I actually do too. That was the one that I looked at. I mean, I'm always I'm always good with Joe Burrow. It wasn't great last week, but it still ended up with four touchdowns. He right. had 200 yards passing, and on 39 passes, his his YPA was really low. But you look up, you're like, well, fantasy wise, who cares? That you know, four touchdowns that really works well. Um, do you buy into the you can't play Jared Goff on the road uh, narrative? He kind of he he played into it again last week. Only one touchdown. He now has three touchdowns on the road and 20 touchdowns at home. Uh, it's Carolina though. They, you know, they, they can be scored upon. It looks like it'll be cold there, but not, uh, not too weathery. Uh, do you, uh, do you kind of cross Goss, Goff off because he's on the road or at the price? Do you think he's playable at all? 
I don't think you really try to beat Carolina in the past that much either, though. I think you run the ball against them. So I, I think the, the combined factors of road, weather, and how to attack Carolina leads me away from using them in DFS. You just line us up for DeAndre Swift seeing like seven snaps and that's it. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. It's been a, that's a bit of that's a situation that I finally uh, just kind of avoid and, and stay away. Yeah, these these bottom games are pretty gross. As we talk about positions here, we'll talk about a lot of one offs, and you know this this guy Fez is a good matchup here. I think we'll we'll obviously talk about Derrick Henry in that Texans Titans game. He, uh, he literally murders the te- the Texans every single time they play. Four not straight games, not literally, Scott. Stop abusing the language. Pretty uh, pretty close, Jeff. Pretty close. When you go I'm to gonna, I'm gonna call you, uh, Weird Al on you here for the word you, crime there. When you go over uh, 200 yards four games in a row rushing, I think that uh, I think it might be. Actually Actual little murderer there, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it's it, he just dominates them. So we'll talk about a lot of one-offs, but uh, you know, obviously those are the games that are pretty low totals. As you look at this slate, uh, looking at quarterback, we're just going to talk about some like who we think can be the chalk plays first, and we'll get into like particular slacks, stacks, and positions. Is there a quarterback you think is going to be overly popular this week that it really sticks out? I tend to think it uh, will be that Seattle Kansas City game. I think Mahomes and G- Mahomes will be the most popular of the, of the pricey guys. I think Geno Smith will be the most popular of the cheap guys. Uh, you agree yeah. with that, or is there somebody else you think that maybe uh, no. maybe ends up most popular? No, I agree with that. Uh, I think you'll get some people chasing Cousins at sixty-three. Uh, I mean that that's a pretty nice price as well, yeah. and it's indoors, it's safe. Uh, they might have to be playing catch up again. What you want to see is the Vikings crap the bed in the first half. So they have to throw <laughs> yep. 700 times in the second half. Uh, that, that'd be ideal. Um, except unfortunately you don't have the Colts to go against. So, uh, there is that, but, um, yeah, I, I think, and I, I think you'll see some Daniel Jones, uh, high roster ship. I think I'm really intrigued. I mean, I, Jones is my guy because I think everyone's going to be on Gino. I'll take Jones at 56. Yeah, I think it's a it's a nice pivot away from Gino. Uh, Jones is tough because it's you have to like you have to get the weeks where he runs. Like if you look at his fantasy weeks, like the weeks yeah. where he runs are the weeks where he actually pays off. And the passing is never huge. He's thrown for under two hundred yards in three straight weeks. But you know when he runs, suddenly he's really interesting. And you know, he's got Saquon to dump it off to. He's got Darius Slate. He's got a few weapons here and there. Uh, you know you don't love the weapons, but enough that. Uh, uh, Minnesota's awful against deep passes, which is the weird thing because Daniel Jones, I think, has two touchdowns over 20 yards all year long, or he's actually mm-hmm. thrown in the air 20 yards all year long. So it's a matter of, you know, it's kind of, you know, what we do worse of us is what we what you do worse. And, you know, who who kind of uh, steps up in there? But if he can get a couple deep passes, Slayton, um, he could really work. And like you said, that price is really, really cheap. Yeah. Uh, what about running backs? Is there anybody that sticks out to you? You mentioned you thought Barkley was going to be pretty popular. Is anybody else that sticks out to you? Is like, you know, everybody's going to have this guy this week. I mean, McKinnon's still only 59. I think I everyone's going to chase gonna, that. That's the first guy I was going to ask you about. Is he, do, you, do you go back to it for a third time? I, I I feel like against that Seattle run funnel defense, yeah. I think I'd be – I'm going to have some regrets if I don't. I'm going to – I think everyone's going to be on Henry and pay up for Henry and Texans week. I mean, yep. the legend is spread far and wide now of yep. this. But you, you do the Henry-McKinnon combo. I think you'll see that in a lot of lineups uh have because one lets you afford the other we've uh we've never done this i didn't send you any names beforehand but henry mckinnon were the two guys i had that, that stuck out pretty well i think they're i think they're just kind of odd the obvious ones when you get mckinnon under six thousand after these last two weeks it's the highest total game you know you're gonna want a cheaper piece of this game it's just if you don't play a mahomes mahomes stack with a receiver you can even do it with mckinnon too because he catches mm-hmm. balls on the backfield uh, i think he's just gonna at 5900 i think it's just so easy to click on that name at that price for sure so last week you were big on Kamara. Um, at at Cleveland, another great matchup run for running backs at least. Uh, it is Army Navy. They are going to run the ball a billion times. Yeah. He's only sixty eight hundred. 
Can I can I talk you into a Camaro for a second week in a row without the uh, without the touchdowns necessarily? So it's funny because last week I just like yeah, I think he's going to get touches. They're coming off the bye. They're talking about it. he had twenty three touches. Like if you told me he had yeah. twenty three touches, I'd be like I'm I'm as in as possible. He hasn't scored since week eight, which is crazy because that week that week he was the he was the RB one. He had three touchdowns right. that week. Went crazy. The weird thing that it's been on Twitter seven thousand times. Ran f- fewer pass routes than David Johnson last week, which is just like coaching negligence, malpractice, whatever you want to call it. Um, but if you sign me up for twenty touches again, I- I'm certainly in. You know, I like the fact that is, I-, I don't think anybody's gonna be able to pass the ball in this game. Um, Cleveland cannot stop the run. They're what five point four yards against against the run. Uh, you know how many runs Alvin Kamara has over twenty yards this season? Uh, it's got to be like super small. It's um, smaller than that. It's zero. Wow. Zero. Wow. That's just, that's it's, crazy. It's Wait, impossible. I see him at, I, I see him at two rushes over 20 yards. Oh, I had zero, man. I have bad stat there. Uh, I think it's, I think zero over 40, just, but just no. two, two's really bad. Two right. still, it, it, it still illustrates your point. Uh, yeah, it does. I don't know where I got that. I don't remember where I got the stat. I don't think it must yeah. be somewhere on Twitter. That's, but uh, not only that. He only has 16 rushes inside the 20, only five inside the 10, only two inside the five. So if he's not getting you long runs, he's not getting as many routes, and he's not getting uh, red zone carries, what does he do? Uh, I have him in the stake league, so I, I know this one pretty acutely. Uh, <laughs> you're, do, you're doing pretty well in the stake league, aren't you? I am, but I've kind of I've been sliding a little backwards lately. Um, still, I mean, you're going off in that league. I saw that there. It was weird because the middle of the year I was kind of struggling and I, the last three weeks have been huge. Like I just, I, I think I've, uh, I've hopefully cemented myself into, uh, into eating for free over the last three weeks, but uh, there's a lot of people. There's I'm, a I'm, pretty big teardrop. Yeah, there's, a, there's a pretty big drop. Uh, you're right. My, uh, my stat, sorry, was no runs over 20 yards since week seven. So you're right on Camaro. Sorry about that. Uh, How dare you? Sir. I know I missed it. I missed the key part of that. Um, yeah. If you're going to 20 set, 20 uh, touches again, I think I'm going to probably go for a 6,800, you know, you get Camaro under 7,000. Um, I think he's burned enough people. I don't think it'd be over overly popular. And there's a, there's a running back right above him that I think I like more this week. So it might be tougher for me to get to Camara than it was um, last week. For sure. Uh, what about receiver? Anybody who seems to be really popular? I don't think uh, I don't think I see anybody expensive that's going to be like obvious. Obviously, everybody's going to want to play Justin Jefferson, but he's he's 9300, so he's not going to be that that popular at that price. It's hard to fit him in, but I mean, it's obviously a. He's the best receiver in football. That's an amazing matchup. Um, I like Chase 8,300 too. I like DK at 7,100, but I think it's kind of spread out. There's a lot of choices in the expensive ones. So I don't, there was nobody to me that stuck out in the expensive range that was like, obviously everybody's going to have them this week. I, I agree. I agree. I think you're going to see that, that pretty well spread out. Uh, I, I think people are going to shy away from Brown. I think people are going to shy away from Diggs. Yep. Uh, I do too. I think you'll see a lot of CD Lamb. Uh, because of that, um, uh, and uh, he's not quite the he, he he's he's right in that demilitarized the DMZ between the uh, high price guys and the medium yeah. price guys at seventy five. So and easy for me to say. Apparently, it's uh, weird because the mid the mid range is really barren this week. There's the, for the fives and sixes receivers usually where I live. We've we've picked a lot of those really well this year, and um, mm-hmm. there's a lot. There's not a ton of names, and there's a lot of guys under five thousand that can be popular. So it's going to be a weird week where I think people will you know kind of maybe pay up for one and then pay down for two, something like that at receiver. There's not a lot. There's a uh, you know there's Juju and and Terry McLaurin in the middle. Uh, you know people don't love to go against the Niners, although I think that you can play a receiver against the Niners because right, I just stay away from the running backs. That's yeah, awesome. Washington's not going to be able to run the ball, and you know unless someone breaks one. But I don't think they'll be able to run the ball regularly well. Um, there's a lot of cheap guys. We'll kind of talk about those guys as we get we get down to receivers. But I think it's a it's a pretty spread out week, and the middle's a, a little bit a little bit of a barren zone. But. I think the chalk is DK. I think at 7100, no Lockett. 
yeah. Chiefs game. They're going to be trailing. Uh, Goodwin's a little banged up. Uh, I, I think you know DK. I think DK Metcalf is going to be like as heavily rostered as any receiver has been all year. Oh wow, that's a, that's a bold statement. I like it. Um, I think the other guy in there, a little cheaper. I think Juju Smith-Schuster under six thousand in that same game will be popular just because he had a lot of targets sure. last couple weeks. He had ten catches last week. I think he's probably the guy that as you're scrolling through and you need someone in that middle range. He seems pretty easy to click on at fifty eight hundred. Oh sure, yeah. sure. Let's jump into uh, to game stacks here. Talk more uh, talk more tournaments. First, a note from our sponsors at Monkey Knife Fight. Football is officially back on Monkey Knife Fight with all the NFL action you're looking for. And if college football is more your speed, they got plenty of that too. A Monkey Knife Fight, there's no sharks, no salary caps, and no math. It's just easy to play, easy to win, daily fancy player props. Join now at monkeyknifefight.com. You'll get, a, you'll get your first game free, then use promo code RWNFL to get your first deposit match instantly up to $100. So what are you waiting for? Join Monkey Knife Fight today. Also, a few, a few notes from our sponsors of the Blue Wire Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you for indulging us there. We appreciate it. So, uh, Jeff, we talked we talked about uh, some games already, but is there a is there a favorite game stack for you? It sounds like you might be uh, you might be leaning towards uh, towards Daniel Jones in Minnesota. But if you as you're kind of building your your main lineups here, is there a quarterback receiver stack you find yourself kind of moving towards uh, at the top of the list? Sure, I think you know I think Jones Slayton is really I think that's going to be my favorite. But I mean, the, as the tough part is the implied score for New York isn't that high. It's twenty one and like twenty one and three quarters, yeah. and you've alluded to Jones not necessarily being a deep ball guy. He's like, he'll hit one deep ball a game. It's usually Slayton that gets it though. It is. Um, and you know, you know, the thing is, it's just, we, we're, we're looking for a warmth. We're, we're craving warmth there yeah. and all that. But the, the tricky part is stack wise is finding a second component of that. I mean, I, I guess rarely do you do quarterback receiver and a running back, Yeah. but with the giants, you kind of have to, because there's no second right wide receiver. Hodgins is I mean, sure it could work this particular week. It could be a Hodgins week, I suppose, but uh, yeah, you could, you could, you could sneak in a da- Daniel Bellinger at tight end to get cheap there and maybe do it. But yeah, it's uh, it's hard to really want that many pieces of this game. I think what you want is Daniel Jones with maybe one receiver and you hope Daniel Jones, you know, runs for 65 yards and a touchdown. And then you kind of build that. And then you come back with, you know, with, when you're going that cheap, you can, you can actually come back with Jefferson, which is a, a really nice aspect of that Daniel Jones stack. Yeah, that's right. 
I uh, I kind of lean towards uh, towards the Seahawks. Uh, I always like. Uh, I don't love uh, the the Chiefs defense. I think that you know they they give up some plays, and it's a game where they're they're going to be trailing. You know, obviously want to check the weather here, but I you know Geno and Metcalf together is also cheap. Um, mm-hmm. You know, last week against the Niners was was Geno's first game without multiple touchdowns since Week Six, so he's been really really solid. The price is really cheap. He does lose Lockett, but you know I think that uh, they can probably piece together with uh, with a combination of Goodwin and Fant. I guess is uh, you know it's not Tyler Lockett, but Enough pieces there. Um, should be a good game script. High scoring, fast game. Um, Kansas City's allowed a top twelve run, a quarterback in nine of eleven weeks, so they've been giving up. And a lot of that is they, you know, they get ahead and they kind of they kind of give it up on the way back. Um, so I like that piece. I think that if uh, if you can find a way to make it happen, you find enough cheap guys. I think that Mahomes Kelsey is probably the the top stack of the week. You know, that, I'm not really breaking ground there, but right, Mahomes is just insane right now. Three hundred plus yards in eight of nine games in a, in a in a season where we've had seen a lot of quarterbacks. You know, not throw for as many yards. Um, and what do you have? Three thirty six and two touchdowns, and ran for one last week against Houston. He had twenty straight completions to end that game. I think he's like six away from the record. I think that that's like a record that carries over week by week. But um, you know, Seattle's twenty first in the NYPA. They can you can get after them. They faced a. Uh, yeah, they faced a, a load of backups the last few weeks too, so that's, that number's even kind of maybe even a little worse than it should be based on who they faced. But I think Mahomes is is obviously the easy the easy one here. But I like Geno coming back on the other side. Is there any other any other game stacks you like? Do you you find yourself thinking about uh, Allen and and Diggs or Allen and someone else, or just the the weather there kind of scares you considering Allen's fully priced? Yeah, I, I'd have to check the wind. It's it's the wind that is our biggest enemy, um, and you know. S- Obviously, a snowstorm is an enemy, but snow in and of itself, cold in and of itself, we can deal with. Wind, that just kills a game. And we see that. that that's what we see in Cleveland. Um, I, I think I want to check the same thing in Foxborough, too, because we've seen wind. I mean, we've seen weather destroy games there, too. Uh, but, I mean, you might get Burrow Chase lesser roster than usual um and... i think i think you definitely will i think with with it out not being one of the top three total games i think that it's expensive enough that people are not going to be willing to pay up for it. and that is a that is a really spicy one in terms of a kind of a sneakier stack i do really like that yeah um and yeah how often do you get that chance you've got to take advantage of it there yep. uh I'll, I'll also say you know if you want to go crazy uh, a little purdy kittle again uh recreate that magic against the commanders as I think the commanders will get after Purdy, and that's what does, that does worry me some. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you can necessarily run all over them like uh, the, the Niners did with McCaffrey's historic first half usage last week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think they're going to have to diversify a little bit there. Uh, but you know, you could go pretty sneaky. The problem is, like, you, you know, no Debo. You want to say, okay, we'll just go to Ayuk. Well, Ayuk's got like a sixteen percent target share. Yeah. Uh, with with under under Purdy, they don't. He doesn't throw downfield all that much. Although then again. G, but still what do you think you're the Niners guy it was weird because that first game where he came in he just peppered Ayuk he had nine targets in that game then he has I think he has four and three the last two games some of that last week they were up and they didn't need to throw and he had that nice deep ball in the, uh, the game before against Tampa Bay to Ayuk but yeah they Which haven't uh, beautiful beautiful yeah, route on that one there so the weirdest thing about the Brock Purdy whole thing is that there is zero doubt that Shanahan is more comfortable calling plays for him than he was for Jimmy or for Trey it's the weirdest thing he calls more he calls more interesting stuff it brock party sees the the it was like twice a game where jimmy would miss a wide open like kyle shanahan called a beautiful setup like set up for a quarter and jimmy would miss it and Purdy has seen like everybody talks about the the fake fake left fake right pass they had to kittle that was beautifully drawn up but the second kittle touchdown he was his fourth progression on that pass like 
It's yeah. not talked about. Like he 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 looked at three other guys then hit Kittle. Oh, and the Niners have not had that for years. Like Jimmy does a lot of things well, but going to the fourth progression is definitely not one of them. And I think uh, Kyle's weirdly more comfortable calling plays. In that first game, they threw the ball thirty-seven times. It's just a matter of you know how the game script goes. If they get up, yeah. obviously he's gonna he's gonna feed guys. But I think he's uh he's comfortable throwing passes. I think that's interesting. Is that the, the birdie Kittle uh, Purdy Kittle is an interesting one. What do you do with uh, a quarterback that's starting with uh, really good weapons that's under 5,000 this week? We have Gardner Minshew going into Dallas at 4,800. Um, he's got A.J. Brown. He's got Devontae Smith. You mentioned Dallas Goddard back this week. We don't know how fully how healthy. Got some running backs you can kick it off to. Um, Dallas, so we mentioned, got lit up by Trevor Lawrence last week. Um, cheap quarterback in one of the higher total games. Is there any way you get behind a, a Minshew stack here at 4,800? I can see it. Uh, you know – there was a lot. There was a Minshew Nation was calling for him to start last year. Yep, I remember. <laughs> Where's that gone? But yeah. I, you know, the thing is, Minshew's fine. Yeah, he, he is as one of the backups out there. He's a better one. He's not. I, I think there that the calling for him was a little overboard. I do think that you know he's he's a backup for a reason. Uh, but yeah, you give him these great these great tools. Yep. I don't think it's a great matchup. I think, yeah, Trevor, I think some of what Trevor Lawrence did last week was because Trevor Lawrence is in really full good. bloom. Yeah. I, love, I think he's I love just, I, I love what he's done the last five, five or six weeks. You know, he's had one bad game and that was more than the defense than it was on him. That was the Detroit game. It's just, we expected to take it to the carnival. He got hurt in that game. I'm amazed though. He, you know, after that, he's had like little practice time two weeks in a row and just lit it up nonetheless. And, He's making good decisions. I'm curious to see how he does in a terrible matchup, terrible weather game in the Thursday night game against the yeah. Jets. I'm forced to use him, by the way, in primetime because Hertz is out. So uh, why quarterback? Your quarterback is you one of those things. Like as long as I have my two, I'm good. My quarterback's been bloodshed in the NFFC so far this year. It's been a lot of people had Mike White as their backup. A lot of people obviously had Kyler Murray. And he got hurt after the the Fab deadline. It was, uh, whew, it's been ugly at quarterback. Yeah, I might be forced to start a, a gimpy Jeff Wilson at running back, though. So that I, I, I'm paying for it at running back. That's where I'm getting hurt because I don't. I may not have Chubb, so we'll see about I'm that. In the, I'm in the primetime playoff with you two, and I lasted about a minute and a half because I have Jonathan Taylor, and he got oh, hurt literally on his first play. Gross. Somehow I limped. I got into the playoffs with drafting Jonathan Taylor first overall. I was very proud of that, and then it was just an absolute destruction. It was it was brutal. Yeah. So yeah, Minshew. Yeah, why not? If I'm, I, I don't play lots of lineups. But if I did, I would have some Minshew lineups. Yeah, you can. I mean, it's just so easy. You go Minshew, AJ Brown, CD Lamb as a start. You coming back with Lamb, and suddenly you're so cheap at quarterback. You can still get an expensive running back in. You can kind of make a really interesting and impressive build if Minshew yeah. can just be okay. You don't need him to be great at 4800. You can just be okay. You mentioned the matchup. I mean, Dallas. Obviously, we talked about they've struggled a little bit lately, but still really good. Can get after the quarterback, so it's uh, it's an interesting one. But yeah, uh, and keep in mind, you're going to be able to find a cheap defense this week. Yep. Uh, and you know, be able to roll with that, that, you know, save it's a thousand here, 800 there saves you. Although you can't play the really cheap Cowboys defense this week. If you play Gardner Minshew, I suppose. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, let's go to running backs. Uh, talking about the expensive ones. We'll just go over 7,000 just to use a, uh, just to use a, a mark there. Uh, you mentioned Derek Henry. I think that, uh, going to be very popular this week, uh, over 200 yards rushing four straight games against the uh, Texans got back on track the last couple of weeks. He's been over hundred yards the last couple of weeks. He was 104 in a touchdown against, uh, the chargers last week. Nicely had seven catches the last two weeks when you, you can get any kind of production from Derek Henry in the past game. That's just a huge bonus. You don't really count on, um, 
Houston's allowing five point yards per carry. Uh, they're just, they get up 30 plus fancy points to five different running backs this year. It's just, they can't stop the run. Derek Henry yeah. can run it. Um, you know, Ryan Tannehill's not playing. So that's uh, you know, maybe it breaks it down a little bit. We have Malik Willis in that game, but at least he has a running aspect to his game where maybe, he, you know, that helps Henry get some open holes. But aside Henry, we have, uh, you know, C-Mac is 8,800. Saquon Barkley, 7,900. Nick Chubb, you know, questionable. Sounds like he's going to play, but uh, we don't know for sure. 7,700. Dalvin is 7,200, Ramondre Stevenson 71, and Tony Pollard 7,000. He's slowly entering this uh, this list of uh, you know the, the higher price running backs. What else do you do in this range aside from Derrick Henry? What uh, what else are you finding yourself kind of uh, you know clicking some names here? I mean, I I would be shocked if Barkley's not heavily rostered. Uh, I, I mean, I I've, obviously I think Hen- Henry and McKinnon are, are going to be the two most rostered backs, but I think it's pretty close with uh, Barkley and Pollard. Uh, Pollard, you know, the Eagles. You can run the ball against the Eagles. You can have running back performance against the Eagles. Montgomery last week had a game uh, against them. There, Montgomery saw the- was in the was in the winning millionaire lineup. Uh, yeah. last week, which uh, you know, it was I did not expect to see that name in there. And the two touchdowns was huge. Yeah, massive. Um, so Pollard, he's going to get his. I mean, I think some people even will play Zeke. He has a, a touchdown streak going there, so you'll see that happening. Um, so yeah, I think among the expensive guys, I think those are the ones I'd go to the most. Uh, what do you do with Ramondre Stevenson? Last week he flummoxed everybody. You know, probably on a lot of real teams benches, let alone yeah. DFS. Going off against the Raiders, uh, what? I mean, Josh Jacobs used to be the king of I'm on the injury report, so we'll people shy away from me and I'll go off. Yep. Stevenson did that against him uh, last week, and it was so tough because it was one of the later games too. So like, if you there were only there were like there were four late games, but if you had you had to make a decision at ten in the morning Pacific time. Uh, you kind of had to sit him. And then he uh, 19 carries 172 yards. He only played, I think he only had like 58% of the touches in the backfield, something like that, but mm-hmm. he was really good. Uh, Damian Harris might be back this week. I've obviously heard that before. Uh, my problem with there is since he's just good against the run, they're under four yards per carry. Uh, you know, when they, when they have their, uh, their, their healthy, um, you know, defensive tackles, they're just really, really good. Yeah. DJ, Reader, DJ Reader, Reader plays. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It, that's, that's all it's about. Yeah. Plus Jermaine Pratt as a linebacker has really stepped up his play this year yeah. too. Kind of similar to the Niners when, you know, Eric Armstead and, and Kinlaw are playing, you pretty much can't run the ball against them. So I, uh, I tend to avoid it mostly because uh, I really like Dalvin cook this week at 7,200. Uh, he looked great in the second half last week, you know, it's a weird mm-hmm. game. Cause they were down obviously 33, nothing at halftime, whatever it was. Um, and he had done much. You're like, well, my Dalvin cook shares are done for this week. All of a sudden, you know, he had a lot of carry he had like 12 carries. In the second half. He had that long 65 yard screenplay that ran for a touchdown. Oh, ended up with, I think his best game, uh, best yardage game of the season. He had, he had, he had a lot of yards. Um, he's faced a lot of tough defenses in a row, and I think that the price is down because of that. But you know, the Giants is nice here. They allow over five yards per carry to running backs. You can run against them. Uh, great matchup if they can get the lead. You know, I, we say that very cautiously with Minnesota because obviously they have uh, they've been a very weird team to, to figure out and try and predict. You know, with that Lions game, and then obviously last week with the big deficit. But they are favored in this game against the Giants. Um, they can get a lead. They're favored by I think three and a half. If they get a lead here. I just think Cook stays involved no matter what. Now he's getting a ton right. of touches. He's getting very you know the, the whole Madison <laughs> getting touches has kind of gone away. It's been mostly Cook the last few weeks. Um, I just love this matchup. I think he's underpriced 7,200. So I think I go cook over Stevenson. I hate to say it even over Tony Pollard, who I've loved a lot of weeks this week, but uh, this year, I think I go cook this week in this 7,000 all range and pretty easily for me above those two guys. I, I can, I get that there. And I just wrote that down. I'm going to make sure I get some lineups with him in there. So yeah, for me, it's him or it's him or Saquon. I do like Saquon too. Saquon finally looked healthy last week. That was the first time oh, yeah. in a while where he finally looked like 
the Saquon that we love. Um, you know, he had 23 touches. He had eight targets, which is really nice. If he gets to that game where, again, we're talking about a game that's indoors. We love that this week. You know, if, if Daniel Jones dumps it off to him five or six times, that just changes his his projection so much. His yards per carry last week was the best he had since week five. It's just a, it's a tough matchup. Minnesota's good against running backs, but I think that uh, Saquon, you know, we saw early in the season, when they're going, when he's healthy, he's the, I mean, he, he touches the ball so damn much. I mean, if you do your uh, sneaky Minshew stack, you could probably afford both Cook and Barkley. Yeah, you could. It'd be uh, it'd be nice. Even if you got, uh, even if you went with your Daniel, I guess Daniel Jones is tough because obviously that's the same game as Saquon. But if you go, mm-hmm. you go with a golf play if you want to go there. I don't really love that outdoors, but yeah, I think Minshew is probably the way that you can get both those expensive guys in. Uh, what about the mid range? Uh, this has been a range that uh, has been really good for us uh, during the season. It's it's tougher this week. A lot of the you know the Pollard and Stevenson they, they've graduated up into the seven thousands. Right. We mentioned uh, Alvin Kamara sixty eight hundred. We kind of talked about him at length earlier. You know, I think he's uh, again if you give me twenty touches, I think he's very playable again. David Montgomery, you mentioned at sixty five hundred. He had the really good game last week with a touchdown receiving and a touchdown rushing. We got Kenneth Walker down here. We have Miles Sanders. We have Jarek McKinnon fifty nine hundred. Who I know uh, we talked about already. That's going to be popular. J.K. Dobbins down here too. Uh, That's the one I wanted to talk about there. 5,800. It's a weird situation because he's been over 100 yards back-to-back weeks, but on very few snaps. He does not look healthy when he runs. He says he's fine, but obviously doesn't have that burst back. For me, it's hard because it's hard to count on you know, running at eight yards a carry. Um, but he's been he look, he's looked really good, and Lamar might be back this week. That helps him too. Uh, either way, he'll have a running quarterback back there. What do you do with Dobbins at 5,800? I, I, I think you play him. Uh, I think he's like a top 10 back. I mean, you got to run, get a little bit of a goal line luck. Uh, I mean, but it, and the fact that Gus Edwards is there and running well in his own right makes it a little trickier. Uh, Lamar, you know, that that, that rubs both ways, but you can't do worse than Huntley has the last couple of weeks. My goodness. What a disappointment Tyler Huntley was. We were thinking, okay, we saw that Packers game last year. Yep. Yeah, we can, we can find some fancy goodness out of that, and he was just horrible. I mean, I uh, I was traveling during the Cleveland game last week, so I had to kind of rewatch it on the the quick the quick replay later and all that. But oh my goodness, yeah, so bad. Thirty passes uh, for a buck forty is not gonna not gonna get it done. No, uh, so at least you know Lamar Knight might not be himself, but he doesn't have to be himself to be a, a, a marked considerable improvement. Yeah, and uh, he, so. he opens up rush lanes just the fact that he's Lamar and he's back there. You have to spy him. You have to account for him running the ball. It's just I mean, we've for seen sure. it for we've seen it for years with all the running backs. They just they just they get huge gaps to run through just what, what he brings and the fact that you've got it. You got to pay attention to that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I will have some Dobbins sprinkled in for sure. So I sort of like as a uh, the ultimate pivot this week. Um, he's popular last week. Did not uh, did not come through. Was not horrible. Uh, with Jarek McKinnon playing well and being popular, I really like Isaiah Pacheco as a kind of yeah. different play this week at 5,700. Um, he was chalky last week, only played 27 snaps, but that was kind of a game script thing. Like they got in that weird game with Houston. They didn't get a lead. Uh, you know, you want Pacheco with a lead, but Ken McKinnon played a lot more snaps than him. But he was still 15 for 86 last week. He didn't have a touchdown, which, you know, obviously kept him down. It kept him under uh, right around 10 points. Um, he lost a fumble, you know, maybe, maybe lost some playing time on that, but maybe, I think it was mostly game script. They were kind of in hurry up in that fourth quarter. They're trying to, every time, you know, Houston had to lead in that fourth quarter. Um, he can be really nice this week if they get a lead. It feels like we always get those weeks where someone's chalky, they kind of bust, nobody plays them and they do well the next week. I think the process here on Pacheco makes sense again at 5,700. Uh, they got to get a lead. They got to get up on Seattle, but I think they will. I think that, uh, you know, last week was weird. You look at the stats of that Houston game, 
well, they had they had 500 plus yards. Houston had like 220 yards. Like the game, the game right. wasn't close. It was just some turnovers, some fluky stuff early kept it close. But that game wasn't really close football wise. You know, you can never fully bank on that. But you know, in general, you have you outgain someone that much, you're going to win the game and not in overtime. Um, I like Pacheco this week as a as a play that uh, people got burned burned by him a little bit last week. Everybody's going to want to play McKinnon. I, I kind of like Pacheco this week as a as a as a lower roster ship play. Yeah, uh, and and two two hundred cheaper too than yeah. uh, McKinnon, so you got that going for you. What uh, do you like, Kenneth Walker at all in this game? He's been a weird player where if he hits big plays, he works really well. But uh, if you know if he doesn't, doesn't work well. A scary game script. Um, he looked healthy last week though. They used him a lot. Uh, they're off a long week. I just I I, I didn't I wasn't jumping out at sixty four hundred. Yeah, I mean he didn't. Uh, and our, we have a note today saying he wasn't spotted practicing with the Seahawks, other healthy players during the media access portion of today's practice. You know, so he, he, was, he was practicing with the injured guys. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing, but he wasn't with the healthy guys. Oh, that's not great. Um, and he, he got hurt. He, he was missing in an earlier practice this week too, on Tuesday in the walkthrough, by the way, I used the word walkthrough a billion times on the uh, value meter this week. That's also a word crime. I'm exaggerating by a lot, uh, order of magnitude <laughs> or two. But the point is, I think because of this weird week, everybody was like, okay, Tuesday we're going to do a walkthrough instead of usually a normal yeah. Wednesday practice. It's just a lighter Tuesday one instead. Hate this week. Hate, hate the schedule. Yeah, it's just way. so tough because, I mean, everybody played on Sunday. Now, I mean, I say everybody, but, uh, you know, again, exaggerating. But almost everybody played on Sunday. It was a normal slate. And then now the normal slate on Saturday, I mean, almost a lot of teams have short week. It's just it's well, kind of the way. And it's, it's not just that. It's a short week, but we still have a Thursday game. Yep. We still have a Saturday night game. Yep. We And yet, okay, so we had, okay, our slate's on Saturdays. Christmas Eve, guy. You're, you're, Christmas is open. No, we had three terrible games on Sunday, including a yep. Sunday night game. Like, okay. And, and, then a, and then a Monday game. I have a dream job, but this is a terrible, unfamily, yep. unfriendly slate. I mean, it's just horrible scheduling by the nfl they're just it so is. greedy let the nba have their christmas day that's what they do i love i love nba christmas day the, the yeah, quick that's, header the thing. And, uh, that's what i'll be watching but yeah i'll probably watch uh, packers dolphins a little bit in the morning but yeah i'm, I'm looking not, forward to that game ram i'm not turning into rams broncos or no. i doubt arizona and tampa either but uh yeah no, it's it, uh yeah, exactly. And then, then we and the, ra- the ratings, the ratings will be insanely huge. I get it. I mean, it just the yeah. NFL runs all, but yeah, it's a, it's a rough schedule. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. And then Indy Chargers that actually I'm kind of intrigued by. We'll see. Yeah, we had we had a question in the chat, uh, Jeff. How do you think Indy's going to fa- fare against the Chargers on Monday night? Well, it might be the the one time ever this year that Zach Moss is relevant because it's a perfect. Yep. Actually, he he might be a one of those sneaky two or three week plays down the stretch here because the Colts schedule is running back friendly the last, the next, these last three weeks, you know, they're going to run the ball a lot with a new quarterback in there. Uh, yeah. and the chargers, you do that against in leagues that still allow moves. He, he and Tyler Algier were kind of the two big plays, but I think I'd go Moss yeah. first just because, you know, Algier splitting carries with Patterson, but uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, I, we don't, who knows what we see from Nick Foles. It can't be worse than what we saw from Sam Ellinger and, and Matt Ryan. So it's uh, you know, it's who knows there. And the chargers, uh, the Chargers tend to uh, play down to their opponent or up to their opponent. So who, yeah. who the heck knows what we get from them? Exactly. Uh, real quick, let's uh, a, a note from our sponsor, No House Advantage. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play a pick contest versus other people for the shot at winning big cash prizes. 
Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot at hundreds of thousands of dollars every single week. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 extra entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up with promo code NHAWIRE. That's N-H-A-W-I-R-E at nohouseadvantage.com. Or download the app on the App Store to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined. It's not just how you play, but also where you play. You do not want to miss out on this. So, Jeff, as we do on the on the DFS pod here, you don't want to look at the No House Advantage app. Uh, we appreciate them sponsoring us all year long. Um, I sent you a, uh, some props off this site. Let's get some people started on the, a couple you may like. I'll give you a couple I may like. We've done pretty well uh, predicting these over the last few weeks, so hopefully it's a uh, Helps people out get that get those uh, those first couple picks out of the way. Um, give me a couple of uh, over unders here, either obviously either over under that you liked of, of the list I sent you. All right, so we've spent a lot of time talking Giants. You know, I'm going to take Darius Slayton's over 57 and a half receiving yards. Last two weeks he didn't get there, but pre- prior to that, six consecutive weeks where he got over 57 and a half. We know the Vikings uh, woes in the secondary. It just it could take it could be one play where he he, yeah. he cashes in on this one here for you. I, I, I really like the over on this one here. And I'm going to take the under on Nick Chubb, 85 and a half rushing yeah. yards. All right. I am speaking against interest here. Nick Chubb's on my primetime team. I need him to do well. But I, I think he's got to be limited at best uh, with, with just one practice, the foot injury. He could take one wrong cut and it could be all, all over. I mean, you, you, you win when that happens, unfortunately. And it could be performance-based, too. I mean, the Saints aren't a pushover against the run. I don't think that I, although Tyler Algier disagrees with that uh, characterization, but yep. uh, I, I think that there's, there's a lot to go against. And I hate betting unders. It's not fun betting unders because yep. you're never done. And it's also just a negative energy sort of thing. But right. uh, I'm going to go under on Chubb here this week. Uh, I like the Nick Chubb has very quietly been not very good in the second half as someone who hasn't been prime time too. I think it's like three straight yeah. games under 10 points. He was so good early on too. It's just been, it's been rough. So I do like that. Um, for mine, I'm going to kind of go with a couple guys we talked about. Uh, I'm going to go back to the well last week. I had Alvin Kamara over rush yards. I think uh, I'm going to go back to that again. I think the weather is going to make this a strictly mm-hmm. running game. He's 65 and a half rush yards. He had uh, whatever it was, 20, 19 carries last week. Give me, you know, 15, 7, 16, 17 carries. I like him to go over that number again. So I'm going to go back to Camaro with 65 and a half rush yards. And then I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go Geno Smith this week. I like the over one and a half passing touchdowns. I like like the mm-hmm. way this game script sets up. Sure. You know, if they start hot, it's going to be because Geno's passing the ball. If they don't, it means that Geno's going to pass them all the entire second half. Um, so give me one to uh, one to DK, one to Noah Fant. I think he gets over the one and a half uh, passing touchdown uh, mark there. All right. I like both. Um, and, Just because yeah. I'm in a giving spirit, I like Amari Cooper under this week, 56 and a half. I think the way this game, the way this game builds out and anytime I can take an under that has to do with Deshaun Watson, I'm all, I'm all about doing it. Well, and Cooper has been crushed by Watson. He has that whole, the whole offense has been, they had that game where they had the three defensive touchdowns, one special teams, two defensive, but yeah. uh, that offense does not look good with Deshaun so far. Plus Cooper's a little banged up. So all, and, all, all that applies. And that weather, I think he goes, I think he goes under 56 and a half yards. So I'll give you three this week just because it's Christmas week. Kind of you. Uh, Jeff, uh, it, wide receivers. We talked about running. We talked about quarterbacks. We're going to get Jeff to the pass catchers here before we get out of here. Um, expensive receivers. We kind of, we kind of touched on three of them so far. Justin Jefferson's 9,300. Jamar Chase, 8,300. DK is 7,100. Uh, I think those are all going to be pretty popular. Um, although I think Jamar gets uh, gets the lowest rushership of those three just because he kind of is in a weird range where it's hard to afford him. If you, Maybe you just, I'll just go up to Jefferson in, in the warm weather there or I'll go down to DK in that high-scoring game. 
Um, I kind of listed the three that I think are, I think I like the most. Uh, you mentioned C.D. Lamb earlier. Is there anybody else in this range you like? Uh, Diggs is 8,500. A.J. Brown's 8,100. Amon Ra is 7,800. Um, Amon Ra is still getting a lot of targets, but nothing downfield. So he's going to become very touchdown dependent as much as I love Amon Ra. Uh, T. Higgins is 7,000. Uh, he played 95% of the dropbacks last week, so obviously he was back to being healthy. Uh, what are you doing in this range? Anything different than kind of the, the guys we've already hit on? Yeah, I know you guys were big on Amon Ra earlier, but that was when he was in the 6,000 range. You know, when he's 7,800, he's got a score. And they have like five guys they throw to now, too. Yeah. It's, it's very weird how that passing tree has kind of expanded as, uh, you know, Jameson Williams is back. Uh, you know, Raymond gets in the mix. Josh Reynolds gets in the mix. They have a lot of guys they throw to right now. DJ Chark, obviously, too. There's, a, there's like, that's five receivers right there that, that see time and see passes. Right, exactly. Uh, and and obviously, don't forget the tight end as the uh, Jets did last week. So th- that's also a possible, possible option there. I still, yeah. they, I still know how they scored in that play. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, first of all, he was silly wide open. But yeah. then how did they not float the ball better on that? That was yeah. crazy. It was such a good uh, defense. It was a, just a weird play. It was. It was. Uh, I mean, I think CD is going to be super popular. Um, and I think Metcalf, we talked about, is going to be yeah. mega, mega popular. And I, I think for good reason. I don't think it's wrong. Sometimes it's okay to eat chalk, you know, um, especially play a cash game. Go with it there. I mean, it's harder to get away with it in a tournament, but what do I know? I'm not, I'm not Ryan. I haven't won major contests before. And even a tournament, like you're going to have to have some guys that are probably, they do well. And there's so many ways in football you can get away from, you know, nobody's ever, it's not like basketball where you get guys that are 75, 80% owned that week, but uh, you Mm -hmm. just did, you just, uh, you can can get away with a, a little bit of it. Uh, talk to me real quick. You got the Bengals hat on. Talk to me real quick about uh, T. Higgins at seven thousand. Is that too expensive for you? Only had he only had five for thirty three last week, but scored, had eight targets. Um, do you like uh, Do you like T. Higgins? Do you think he'll Do you think he'll actually take the field this week? Uh, how How are we going to do with T? Well, he's not even on the injury report right now, so he'll be on. That, I, that'll be I, fine. I, I joke just because we had the two weeks ago where I know, I know. And last week we we're all in the late game, late yep. afternoon game, chock full of uncertainty was listed as questionable, and Boyd was, and they both scored. Played the whole. Uh, he played the whole game. Yeah, he did. So I think it's full go with him now. Uh, I, I I trust the. Here's the thing: don't look at the injury report. Look at the practice report with him. Yep. He practiced fully on Friday. Uh, and I think that's the, in the, the week before he was limited after being like full on Wednesday, he was limited with Thursday, Friday. That should have been our tell, no matter what roster shenanigans they played, yep. uh, injury report shenanigans they played. So trust what he does in practice. Um, or, and anybody else on the Bengals for that matter. He is, he's fully priced. He has not been great. Uh, the last, uh, maybe two months he has, he's been over 60 yards twice. Both those were without Jamar chase playing. Right. Um, do you like him just in general? Obviously Burrow's great. Chase is great. Uh, you know, outdoors in New England is not great. Uh, do you think he's uh, 7,000? I don't think anybody's going to have him, which is why I bring him up. He's like, a, he's going to be a very, very low rostered player. And, you know, get someone that talented with a good quarterback. It's, it's intriguing when you get, you get the yeah, low, low. He could score player. twice. It's yeah. possible. Uh, but he needs to, yeah. because the volume probably isn't going to be there. Weather is going to be an issue. I don't know if you can run that well against the pass though. So uh, that's the, that's the tricky part about that. So yeah, uh, I, I, I probably, will join everybody else in not rostering him. I just always like to bring up, you know, talented guys that aren't going to be rostered that week. Just because sure, those, those are the ones where you look up, you're like, damn, T Higgins, you know, 80 yards and two touchdowns. You can dream on him. it. Yeah. Uh, the mid range here. I mentioned there's a lot of cheap options, a lot of expensive options. The mid range is a little more barren than we have in a while. Uh, Devontae Smith, 6,600. Iuka, 6,300. Uh, Terry McLaurin in that game, 6,200. Juju, 5,800. And Darius Slayton, 5,200. Are kind of the names that 
that I at least listed on my sheet here. I don't know if there's anybody yep. else you think I'm missing or anybody of those names you really like, but this is a weird, I've lived in this range all, all year. And I think this is one of the first weeks where I'm not going to live in this range. Cause there's just not a lot of guys in there. No. Um, talk, talk to me about Ayuk. I mean, I, I think they're like Higgins. He's, he needs to score for this to work. Um, Agreed. The volume isn't there with him under Purdy, but the talent is, it's clearly good route running skills hands are a little iffy uh and i think that sometimes that hurts him a little bit but with no debo again on in theory it should be a game where he gets eight to ten targets but he just never seems to get there yeah he had a bad drop i think it was last week and that would have been a, a nice de- a pretty nice catch over the middle for a first down um my problem with Ayuk is I think I go the same game. I think I go to McLaurin instead, and it's hard to get both of them. They're the same. Sure. There's 6,300, I actually like McLaurin this week. Um, I don't think Washington's going to be able to run the ball against the 49ers at all. The Niners have been beat by wide receiver ones. Traverius Ward's really good. He had a concussion last week, so I'm assuming he plays. He's really good. He played really well against DK uh, when he was in the game last week. But McLaurin was 6 for 70 last week. Um, I just think they're going to throw the ball a lot. I think the Niners will probably get ahead. Um, you know, they're favored. You know, who knows what happens, but they're, I think they're seven and a half point favorites. I, I really like McLaurin this week because uh, I don't like to play guys against the 49ers defense very much, but if I'm going to do it, it's got to be a receiver. It's got to be a receiver that's not overly expensive. And 6,200, I think, is, uh, plays well for their clear number one in a game where I think they have to throw the ball 30 times a week. I know they don't like to throw it 30 times with Heineke, but I think this is a week where they have to throw it 30 times. And the, sure. weather's, the weather's good. Though. We talked about weather games. It, it, surprisingly, San Francisco, Santa Clara, I guess I should say, is, uh, is a little bit chilly, but very clear this week. Um, yeah. So I think that there'll be no weather concerns there. The field will be fine. So there's no like uh, there's no weather concerns. And there's not many games we can say that about. Um, so in this range, it's probably for me, it's probably Juju off the big targets. But I, I like McLaurin at 6,200. I think he's the guy, he's the guy that I'm playing this range. And McLaurin's not afraid of like top cover corners. Remember yeah. what, you know, uh, against Green Bay, he, he he was dominant in that game. Against, uh, well, against Philly, against Slay. You know, eight for uh, eight for one twenty eight in that game didn't score in that one there, but that that would still pay the bills for you there uh, at that price. So yeah, I like that. Yeah, I think I think Terry McLaurin's really good too. as a guy that I play a lot, and I do I do like him a lot. It's been uh, it's been not great with the touchdowns this year. It's been the problem. He only has three scores all year, but uh, I think uh, I think it's gonna be a good week. I think it's a week where they throw the ball a lot in the second half, which is sure. what you want from a wide receiver one. Um, down in the cheap options under 5,000, there are a lot of names down here this week. They have priced some guys down. There are some guys who kind of broke one out who have stayed down here. Um, before we jump into all of them, I want to ask you about a specific guy. I want to ask you about Gabe Davis, who's down here at 5,000. My eyes um, just went to him. Yep. I, if you had told me in September that Gabe Davis would be 5,000 on DraftKings, I would have assumed he'd been hurt for like eight weeks or something had happened because obviously he was crazy popular in drafts. He moved up during draft season almost every week. It seemed like he was going a little bit higher, a little bit higher. Um, just has been a full bust, I guess, which is crazy because Josh Allen's been healthy. This offense has been good, but outside of the top 40 at just at receiver in six of the last eight weeks, um, he had six targets last week, five for 56. He had that one really big game where he had the 98 yard touchdown in the first drive and or yeah. the first or second drive, the first quarter, either way. He was, he was huge in the first half in that game. Uh, he's down to 5,000. The weather's bad here. Do you find yourself playing him or just you're just not even going to bother this week? I probably won't. Um, I don't think I will either, which is crazy. It's just, I think it's if, if the weather was good, I think I might be like, you know what, five thousand's absurd. I'm gonna I'm gonna risk it with Josh and I'll hope to hit a big one. But if you stick the bad weather in there and the way he's been, I just I don't think I could do it either. Yeah. I mean, I would rather go all the way down to DJ Chark at 42 if I'm gonna find a cheap receiver. Chark got shut down last week against the Jets, but the Jets are just destroy outside receivers. Yep. Um, I, I think he comes bounces back this week and you know, you get the same big playability. You're not going to get a ton of targets, but you'll get set seven, six to eight targets probably. 
and for 800 bucks cheaper. And no one's going to have Chark this week. A lot of people had him the last couple of weeks. No one's going to have no, no, the Jets. He was low, but the week before he was, uh, he was pretty popular, did really well. Um, I think with Marquise Goodwin at 4,300, I think as long as he plays, he's going to suck up that roster ship in this range. Um, he's been very active when DK or Lockett's not been on the field. Right. Uh, you know, nice game script here against Kansas city. Obviously people want to, you always see when you have the highest total game, you want to find some cheap parts of it. And he, he's a really yeah, nice for cheap sure. part of it. I like that one too. And uh, obviously with, and ankle issues though, just watch yeah. for him. Uh, you know, he, he was limited yesterday. It is always something. Thing with Marquise Goodwin. As a 49er fan who had him on the team That's for many true. years, it's always something. I like him a lot. He's like a really good guy, too. I think everybody mm-hmm. liked him, but it's always something injury prone. Typical um, sprinter. He is yeah. a very that's, that's a good point. Um, we got a lot of names down here in the 5,000. A lot of guys you can play. I think this is a, a week where you can get maybe two guys down here and really ramp up everybody else. We got Drake London down here at 4,800. Had 11 targets with Desmond Mitter last week, 23 targets last two weeks. You know, he's kind of was popular early on, and then he's kind of gone away in the last couple of weeks. He's been getting back. Should be a good game script, uh, trailing against Baltimore. But again, we got some weather issues there. Um, Jacoby Myers is down here at 4,800. He could have had a big game last week and then uh, dropped a touchdown and then threw the ball to, uh, to Chandler Jones, which did not work out especially great at the end of the game. Uh, yeah. Chris Moore is 4,700 down here. Um, KJ Osborne off 16 targets last week and an indoor game is 4,500. Uh, who are you like in this 4,000 range? There's a lot of names I could go through. I'm going to go one below the 4,000 range. Oh, Jahan Dotson? Yes, sir. 3,900. Really like if you're going to go low, go low. Uh, and Dotson, I mean, Dotson looks the part. It's always volume is the question for him. But he, he had a spin move last week that was oh. nasty. Like, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, there's Jahan Dotson. My goodness. Yeah, I mean, he's the last two weeks, nine and six targets. And this is a game where we project them to be behind. Yep. Uh, Yeah. Kind of everything we said for McLaurin goes for Dotson. Just, you know, not as good, but a lot cheaper. He's 2,300 less than McLaurin. But good. But very good. good. Yes. Yes. Um, And it's it's a question of, you know, this is a week where I don't, I you know, they can't run the ball 40 times. They're going to. If they if Ron Rivera has them run it 40 times, he should be fired over the loudspeaker on the road. I mean, it should be that bad. I mean, it's just awful. You know, the thing is, like he gets it backwards. Like last week, Brian Robinson's just killing the Giants yep. and he can't get the ball enough. This week he'll probably get it 37 times. Yeah, if he gets it 37 times, something really weird happened in this game. Either Rivera yeah. messed up or somehow the Niners had the entire defense line get hurt. I don't know what it is, but um and even if I mean they have so they have so much depth on the line, but the thing I like with Dotson the most, and I was going to bring him up at, at the end here. He's thirty nine hundred in this game where they should be trailing. You look at the snaps, and like the snaps are back up to what they were the first three weeks of the season. He was playing a lot early, and yeah. he got hurt. They kind of ramped him up. It was like. 34, 45, 38 snaps last two weeks, 67 and 50. He's a full go. You mentioned the 15 targets last two weeks. Um, yeah, I think you love a guy like this in the fourth quarter if they have to pass. Like he's just a red zone guy too. He can make a big play. Um, I think he's actually, you brought him up, and I think he's actually my favorite play in the super cheap range. I think, uh, I think I'm going to have some dots in this week for sure. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, I, I, and yeah, in fact, I might, I like, you know, like you do this with golf sometimes find their cheapie and then you can build accordingly yep. after that there. And you could, you could start a, you could even go both he and, and Goodwin and then go super expensive everywhere yep. else. Yeah. Or if you like, if you like Chris Moore in that game, if you know, if Nico Collins and, and Brandon Cook sit, you know, Chris Moore, 4,700, a lot of targets, although it's a weather issue too. Yeah. Demarcus Robinson's in here too at 4,000, a lot of targets last five weeks, but again, a weather game too. And I just, I hate tying myself to the, to the Ravens passing game too much, but you've also got, 
in a game that's indoors and expensive or and cheap, uh, Noah Brown at 3,600 had two touchdowns last week on, you know, on nine targets. He was four for 85 the week before, you know, you worry about the usage before that, but it seems like the last couple of weeks he's been more involved than Michael Gallup has been. Yeah. But he's got a foot uh, issue that uh, that's something to watch for with him too. But why are you yeah. always, are you always dampening my love with these injury reports? No, I don't mean to dude. Don't No, it's to, good. But... It's, it's very, it's very important. And obviously, you know, check those, check those injury reports. A good reminder on Saturday morning. That's really important, but um, right. I but like, I, I like Noah Brown as a player. I think he, when he flashes, when he plays and uh, I don't think Gallup has, he had that two touchdown game, but Gallup has not looked like the old Gallup so far. No, it's more of a trot. Uh, and you know, it's wow. just, I can't yeah, let set you up for that. So I know, well. I know. Well, I, I didn't even mean, me. I didn't even mean to softball that one. And I did. You missed me. Yeah. Um, it, it, Gallup only had two targets. So that, it played 68 snaps and managed yeah. two targets. Very weird line uh, as far as that goes. Uh, but yeah, I, and they were starting to kind of focus on him and like target him in the red zone. That yeah. Colts game, he was like a big part of that game. And then he just kind of went away. It's very weird. Um, I stay away from Rashid Shahid this week, you know, weather apocalypse, uh, yeah. you know, stay away from that. Uh, what do you, what do you do with KJ Osborne? That's the last thing I want to ask you about this range. He had, uh, he, you know, he had, I think it was 13 targets the last four weeks and then 16 last week against the Colts. Obviously it was a weird game. They were trailing big the entire game, but 10 for 157 to touchdown. Um, Baltimore has been, right, the Giants, uh, you know, defense is, is fine. Um, do you chase the huge game with Osborne? Do you, I think, I think Adam Thielen only had four targets in that game, even though they were trailing the whole way. He didn't, he didn't think he scored, but he only had four mm-hmm. targets. Do you see this as a, at all as a changing of the guard, a wide receiver too? You think it's kind of a fluky game where that just kind of worked out that way? I think probably the latter, because if yeah. you look at a snap count, the 46, 43, 36, 40, the previous four games, I, I think that, is probably more illustrative, but uh, at the same time, they were trailing Detroit almost all in, in the previous week too. So you would think that he would have gotten, you know, game script would have got him on the field a little bit more often, but I mean, maybe he just found a matchup that worked and kept on was, going to that's it. That's kind there. of my thought too. Is they, they was something, something was working. They were trailing. Maybe it was the cold soft defense that it, whatever it was. And he was kind of underneath, but uh, it was crazy. 16 targets really he just jumps off the page when he had three, two, three and five the weeks before. Yeah. I, I I'm not going to chase him, but I'm afraid not to chase him. Does that make yeah. sense? It does. Especially you got a game indoors. We we're looking for games with some, you know, some, some track meet potential back and forth. Yeah. Um, I just think I probably end up with the hots or with, uh, with Dotson and Goodwin and maybe Chris Moore in this range more than I do uh, more than I do Osborne. Yeah. And Chris Moore, I mean, two weeks ago, he was huge. Yeah. I, I played, played him two weeks ago. He was really nice. Uh, he had nine targets last week. He didn't come through, but like the fact that he has, you know, yeah. 20 targets last two weeks is, is pretty huge. Good game script too. They're seven point dogs to Tennessee. Um, obviously you need Nico Collins and Brandon cooks to sit, which I don't, I don't think cooks is going to play again, but uh, um, cooks is he actually cooks was a full participant yesterday. Was he really? I kind of thought he was, I think he's closer than Collins. I kind of thought he was going operation shutdown mode, but I guess, uh, I guess not. So that's uh, if, uh, if cooks, if cooks plays, I probably don't bother with more. I just play the other guys in this range to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Collins didn't practice. Cooks was full. So if anybody comes back, it's going to be cooks this week. Yeah. I think I'd probably, I'd move to Drake London. I'd move to other guys who mentioned this range. I, uh, I think that uh, if, if cooks plays, I don't love Chris Moore as much as I have sure. the last couple of weeks. Sure. What about, uh, what about tight end this week? We've got, uh, we've got uh, the, the separator. Uh, Travis Kelsey is it's like such a massive golf now. 2,500 more than Mark Andrews. <laughs> it looks like uh, he's 8,000. And obviously if you spend up, he's the only one up there. You could do it, but uh, it's, it's just tough to get there. You, you've got to like, you've got to plan for it. But if you play Mahomes, 
you kind of have to do it with the stack because he's you know he's the main guy there. They they spread the ball so much with the other receivers. Although you know Juju's been really involved, but Kelsey's eight thousand. Uh, what do you like at tight end? I'll just kind of open it up to you. Usually I go cheap here. There's a couple of guys I like, but uh, I'm going to go with you first. Who do you like at tight end this week? Uh, I mean, first of all, you have to do the Kelsey or no Kelsey question. I yeah. think if you go if you go Dotson Goodwin, you can afford Kelsey Mahomes. So really, that's a good point. We talked about how that 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 stack is tough to get to, but it's obviously the best. It, We've we've shown that there's a lot of there's a lot of ways you can get there. Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't like a whole lot here. Otherwise, I think Hawkinson's playable uh, at 49. Get so many targets. I love that one this week. Yeah, I think that's that's, that that's my favorite one. I think under five thousand. Quiet last week. Only three three yards. We had nine targets. Um, mm-hmm. The volume's up in Minnesota. He doesn't run as many deep routes in Detroit, but I just uh, the Giants aren't good against tight ends. He look at his targets in Minnesota: nine, six, six, eight, nine last five weeks. I just think he's like kind of he's, he's what his game is going to score. And I think this is probably the week for it. I, I really like Hawkinson under 5,000 this week. Yeah. From the word go, from the moment he got traded, yeah. he's, he's been heavily involved. And you got to love seeing that there. Been great uh, for Jefferson, too, because Jefferson runs a lot more deep routes now that Hawkinson's underneath. It's, it's been really good, uh, good for both of them. Yeah. Agreed. So I think that's probably the, the if I'm not going to pay for Kelsey, I just I go Hawkinson. I don't think I deal with any of the others. I mean, like uh, Chig, I'd be interested in, except. It's going to be Malik Willis, almost certainly. They're talking yeah. Tannehill might not play again, ever. Yeah, uh, I, I, for the my, Titans, my final note on Oconquo, on, 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 on I just go with Chig, I should go with you, but uh, is I, I want Tannehill in to use him, and that was before Tannehill got root, ruled out. I was looking at this game, so I don't think I go there. Um, I think Dalton Schultz at 4,200 is fine. He usually is you know, really good with, with Dak, playing full snaps mm-hmm. now. He's really quiet last week, but... Again, an indoor game, and you know his quarterback's healthy. I think that Schultz at forty two hundred works pretty well. The other game I like down here, and I think that he benefits from no Tyler Lockett is actually Noah Fant. Um, again, you're yeah. trying to get a cheap part of the highest scoring game. I think at thirty four hundred, Fant works really nicely. He was six targets last week, scored. Um, I think if you're going to go cheap and kind of punt punt tight end, I don't love anybody in the two thousands this week. So uh, Fant was my play at thirty four hundred. I just you know if I want to get a piece of this game, it's going to be high scoring back and forth. Seattle should be trailing. Um, give me Fant uh, with no Tyler Lockett. I think he's a he's a beneficiary of, of Lockett not playing. Yeah, um, I, I I like that one a lot. It's just and, and not to rain rain on your sunshine a little bit there. He didn't practice yesterday. But Is anybody game. practicing, Jeff? <sighs> I don't that, know. It's a lot of that, red. It's that time of year in the NFL. Yeah, obviously. And, and Fan is one of those guys you always have to check on. He's always got something. So Yeah, he and Najoku. I got asked about Najoku versus Fan on Twitter. Twitter, right. And I think I said Najoku, but now I'm kind of having third thoughts uh, there. And, you know, Najoku's banged up. Fan's banged up. Yeah. Najoku's in weather apocalypse. Fan's yep. kind of, sort of, but not really. But if you got but a bad least, knee, least a really cold place is bad. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, 10 degrees or whatever, no matter if there's rain or not, is not a really fun play. But yeah, that's a, that's a weather report check. I think that uh, I think I'm going to go if, if he's fine, I might go there. But I, I, I find myself gravitating more towards Hawkinson and Schultz, I think, at, uh, and most of my lineups. Yeah. Any Brock Wright love after that touchdown? Probably not. Probably not. Outdoor, outdoor golf and all that. But yeah, I mean, if you really wanted to, if you really wanted to punt it. There's not a lot. Usually there's yeah. a lot more. There's a few more like really good punt it. tight ends. I just I don't think I could get there on a lot of these guys this week. I just looked at the target volume for uh, Brock Wright, and it's the game log. It's not good. Yeah, it's uh, not good. There was the week like three weeks ago where – or like four weeks, five weeks ago after they traded Hawkinson, we're trying to figure it out, and Brock Wright was like 2,700. We're like, oh, this is the way – you know, you could do it. Maybe if right. he plays, it just – it has not worked out. But just the – it's hard to count on that on that one touchdown, and I just – I try and stay away from that as much as I can. But uh, I understand it's tight end if you want to get really cheap, but uh, probably not where I'm going this week. No, I don't think so. I'm thinking – 
I'm looking at Jordan Aikens at 29 and, you know, he had six targets last week and a touchdown had six targets three weeks ago, five targets the week before that and scored against the dolphins. But still there's a two target game in there. There's, there's still, and Hey, two tight ends. I mean, and two quarterbacks, well, three tight ends. If you count Jeff Driscoll, I mean, it's so weird to see him listed at tight end in some places. It's it worse is. than Taysom Hill, even. It that's is possible. It is really bad. Um, yeah, I looked. At, I always look for a cheap tight end. I think. I think Aikens is the one that, like, if you're getting under three thousand, I can see it. But uh, I probably hope Fant plays, or I'd probably just find my way to get up to Schultz if I wanted to get a little cheaper. But yeah, we can't even get the Arizona factor this week. They're not on that slate. Uh, so. Yeah, I know. I love attacking Arizona there too. But uh, let's talk about defense real quick before we jump out of here. Um, what do you like at defense uh, this week if you're uh, you're trying to uh, you're trying to trying to win some tournaments this week? I mean, I like them all. There's a lot to like this week. Uh, but I, do you pay up for Baltimore against Desmond Ritter? Baltimore's defense is just rolling right now, and they're they're only thirty two hundred. So it's not like you're not paying four thousand for them. That is, uh, they're easily my favorite play on, on yeah. the slate uh, at defense. And I like the fact you don't have to, the Niners are 3,900. The Browns I like, but the 3,800, I really like the Ravens in that kind of middle pocket. You mentioned facing Ritter. Uh, could be some rough, but they have multiple sacks in 10 straight games. The Falcons gave up four sacks last week in Ritter's first game. I just think that every once in a while you worry about weather, like, will teams just get so uber conservative that, you know, they don't do anything. So I do worry about that a little bit, but I think the Ravens are going to just mash the, the, the Falcons. Uh, I think the Ravens defense is really going to be really good this week. I agree. Probably my favorite one at 3,200. I do like the, I like the chiefs at 2,900. No, we talk about this game be high scoring, but the Seattle mm-hmm. offensive line is not good. No, um, they've allowed 10 sacks last three weeks, three plus sacks in five straight games. And the chiefs can get after you a little bit. You know, you can score on them, but they can, they can rush a little bit. So at 2,900, um, I know everybody's going to play Dallas at 2,600 against a backup quarterback, but like I said, Dallas's defense is not going to, they only have one sacks last two weeks. You know, I know Micah Parsons is still out there and they're 2,600. Um, I think I lean more towards Kansas city and Baltimore. If I'm maybe get a few more bucks in there, if I can afford it. Um, I like those two more than Dallas this week. I think Dallas would be really popular too. So I think the idea of Micah Parsons is better than the actual play of Micah Parsons, at least when it comes right. to, maybe it's because they're, it's one of those where they're accounting for him so much as someone who paid up for him in the stake league. I, I He's good. There's games where, you know, he's, he's amazing. You know, like, oh, he's unstoppable. He, he's Micah Parsons. He's the name guy. But sometimes, it, you know, it doesn't necessarily follow. Watch him have like four sacks this week. That'd be As someone who has Nick Bosa at 12 to 1 to win defense player of the year, I hope, uh, the, I hope that holds on Parsons for another couple weeks. I think Bosa's made, kind of evened it up. He was trailing in the last four weeks. I think Bosa's gotten, uh, I think they're neck and neck right now for defense player of the year. Yeah, I mean Parsons hasn't really, yeah, had this this statistical production you yeah. think that comes with that there. Um, someone, you know, he, he's he's got a high floor, but it's not really like the ceiling hasn't been there the last few weeks. I I admit that I'm biased, but I think Bose is the best defense player in the league. I think he's just it, every play he doesn't get a, every every even not, not the ones he gets sacks. Like he's in there every single play. It's it just. There's a lot of games where I end up just watching him on defense, and it's just it's amazing how productive he is. And it's just that you have to account for him. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, yeah. They double team. He still gets there. It's just, I mean, and you, when you get Armstead in there, like both, it's just, it's nasty. And they, D'Amico Ryan's is a really good defense score. They've run some like really cool stunts and twists where both, they get both to open. Cause obviously they're focusing on him and they find ways to get him open. I think uh, if D'Amico doesn't get hired to be a head coach, it'd be a shame this year. I think he will though. I think he's gone. Yeah. I think you're probably right. Uh, defensive lineman note, uh, Bengals are down their top two defensive ends. Hendrickson and Hubbard are hurt. Uh, I so, knew Hendrickson was out, but I didn't know Hubbard was out. Hubbard suffered a calf injury last week against the Bucs, and he's definitely going to miss this week. I like Hubbard. He's a good player. He is. Yeah. 
Anybody else on defense you want to talk about? I mean, any of these expensive ones, I find myself paying down, but I mean, you could, you, the bills make sense. The Niners make sense. The Browns makes sense. You can play with all these. I, I just think I, I won't be able to afford it this week. Yeah. And I, I think, yeah, I, I think the Niners would be fun, but if you can afford it, but I, you know, I think the Ravens might be the top defense period this week and you're getting $800 savings, $700 in savings. Why not go that route? Unless you're just worried about uh, ownership percentages. Agreed. Agreed there too. Uh, anybody else you want to talk about in this slate? I feel like we've kind of hit all the price tiers, all the positions. Um, anybody else you want to talk about anything else on your mind? No, I'm just excited to see the games now and you know, I'm excited to put together a couple lineups. Yeah, I think we've uh, we got some good stuff here, so I'm looking forward to it. Also, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be an interesting slate with the weather. I you know I think it's uh, obviously like we said Saturday morning is gonna be a lot of shifting and moving, probably more than normal, just based on what we see. You know, as they as mm-hmm. the, as what whatever network you choose to watch cuts away to their reporter on the scene. You know, we'll, we'll get some good uh, indications of how uh, how windy and snowy some of these places are. So hopefully, hopefully it holds off in some games. You know, you want to see some points. This is a tough. Uh, for season long, this is a tough week. You got a lot of matchups that are, you know, the second week of the playoffs in NFC. A lot of, uh, you know, if you're in your home league or a regular league, it's like the, you know, semifinals of playoffs. It's tough to have a lot of guys where you have to think about the weather. You know, guys you play every week. You're like, oh, I don't know what I could do this week. It's uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to impact a lot of leagues. Yep, it, it could. So, well, thanks everybody for listening to the Roadwire Fantasy Football Podcast. We appreciate that uh, No House Advantage for their sponsorship. More importantly, I want to thank Jeff for uh, jumping on. It was a uh, a last minute thing. Ryan had some travel issues, and Jeff uh, Jeff uh, jumped right in without a second thought. So I appreciate that, and it was uh, good to see you and good to talk to you. I've uh, I've missed seeing your face. Yeah, I know. Likewise, uh, you know, I missed that we didn't get to talk about Will Meyer signing with the Reds right now. Huge offseason acquisition there. Um, just du- quadrupled anything that they spent in this offseason. But nonetheless. Thrilled not, to be talking. Not, be talking not quite as soon. sexy as the A signing Drew Rudnucky out of the uh, out of the Japanese, the Korean league. Uh, yeah. when, when you're rebuilding, when you can get a 34 year old starter, I mean, how do you pass on that? Do it, do it. It's insane. We got a lot to talk about baseball. We should do. Uh, we should do a before the before we really get going. We should do a a, a surprise guest one there somewhere. There's a lot to talk about. All right, we'll do it. Well, Jeff, thanks for jumping on. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back at you uh, next week. Uh, is, is next week a Saturday slate also because it's New Year's Day on Sunday? No, it's week, Sunday. Right? There's no bowl is games. Sunday? Oh, there's no, that's right. There's no bowl games because uh, I knew the Rose Bowl was on the second, but that, uh, that makes yeah. sense. So we do have a – we'll be back at a regular station. Uh, Ryan and I will be back at you next Friday. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for watching. I uh, hope you have a really good week, and good luck with your lineups this week.